up, guys? Alan here, and we have a fucking Halloween treat for you boys right now. <laughs> we have a new album from JPEG Mafia, a.k.a. Peggy, a.k.a. Dark Skin Manson, a.k.a. Fucking, fucking that guy on Twitter who's always losing his mind. But this album is called LP. I've been fucking waiting for it. In my opinion, he's one of the more creative rappers going right now, all the way back from like 2016 when he was making these mixtapes like Black Ben Carson. And then 2018 was when I was actually first introduced to him with his album Veteran, following up in 2019 with an album that I actually like a little bit more uh, called All My Heroes Are Cornballs. Then 2020 Peggy was kind of laying low, but dropped a few a few singles throughout the year, through especially through COVID, which a lot of them made it to the online version of this new album, LP, which brings us now to LP all the way in late October of 2021. Peggy's been kind of like, kind of making us wait for this album, but here it is now. Uh, one thing I do want to say before we get started is that there are actually two versions of this album. One is called LP, which you can find just on spotify on apple music and all the streaming services which is the one we will be reviewing today and they're actually if you go to jpeg's Bandcamp, there's an offline version which features more songs and has uh, the one that comes out to me is the single hazard pay because there was a lot of bullshit happening with clearing the songs with the record label and stuff so if you are looking if you really like this album and you want more i highly suggest checking out his Bandcamp for the offline version because that one is maybe even better than this but Let's get started. LP, Mark, what do you think? First of all, I did not know there was another version of this album. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Good to know. Thank you for letting us know that. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be straight up. I was not a fan of this. Um, I was, I'm going to be honest, I was actually pretty disappointed um, because of how much I loved All My Heroes of Cornballs. Like, I never really got into veteran like that, but I thought All My Heroes were Cornballs was absolutely amazing. And what's weird about this album is that it just sounds like a worse version of All My Heroes of Cornballs to me. Because um, it's still as weird. Like, it's still super weird, super kind of trippy, weird transitions, really, like, weird instruments, like, shit like that. Like, he 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 has some he has the same energy that he had on that album. Like, the same... Like, he hasn't lost who he was. He hasn't switched up. Same fucking energy, if not, just maybe even more. But I just feel like it wasn't hitting. I feel like he was just swinging and missing almost on every track. The word tracks I did think were hits, the word tracks I thought were dope. Um, but overall, I felt like this whole album was a swing and a miss. I felt like he just went up to bat and didn't have it this time. Um, like when it got to the last song, which is I think the bald remix or bald, bald and bald remix, I was like, man, this goes, let's go. And I was like, Oh, this shit was released last year, though. Like, this, like, you know, like, my, my favorite parts were, like, something that was released early already, you know? And it was kind of, like, this album started off super slow, super mellow. And I don't necessarily need high energy all the time, but, like, I don't know. I just feel like the melodies weren't hitting, like, like on Cornballs either. The, on Cornballs, the melodies were really hitting. On this one, it was just, I don't know. I just, just felt like it did not reach its potential maybe it's just, just going to require more listens from me like i'll probably go back to it for a couple songs and then in doing that i might start to like some of the other ones more but off rip though i was not a fan milo okay so y'all can already guess what the one song was i thought was a, a total bop on this i already <laughs> know y'all know what what song it is <laughs> i wrote one down i'm like milo's gonna love this one so i'm yeah, curious wait, what did you write down <laughs> okay wait, no, no, no. i guess yeah, go, go, go. All right, my guess is end credits. Mark, what's your guess? Hold up, my guess was uh, OG. Yo, OG. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only song on this album I liked. Bro, as soon as I heard it, I was like, man, this is some old school New York ass nigga shit, bro. This must be fucking Milo song, dog. <laughs> That was the only song I literally, liked. literally I all my notes. To. My only note says, "I bet Milo likes this." That's my only note for that song. <laughs> that was a bop. That was the only the only bop <laughs> off this album. Mark hit the nail on the head. So this is Milo alive in stereo. This is a uh, this album is not that long. It's like fifty minutes. Uh, average song length is just short, about three minutes. You got eighteen songs, but because of the a lot of the elements that Mark mentioned, Mark mentioned it felt a lot longer than that. It was really slow, really mellow. It sounded like if you took the soundtrack from, say, Tron, like if you did Tron with Black people, 
then have black people produce the music for, you know, that, that was like this really cyberspacey, what was the word you use? Like a trippy, trippy yeah. type of feel to it the I entire love time. That. Tron for black people. That's fucking hilarious, though. <laughs> so that's what you have in store for the production. If that sounds interesting to you, then you can go ahead and check this out. As far as lyrically, it was a lot of just, I, I don't know if y'all have ever heard of Rage Rooms, where they just like, they, they put you in a room and they play one of your favorite songs that you get hyped to, and you get to just break things and let out your frustration. Well, lyrically, that's what it's, uh, the delivery sounded a lot like that. And a lot of stuff he was talking about, like he really had something to say to somebody. I don't know who it was, but they dissed him. So if that kind of catharsis is appealing, go ahead and check this out. But it just really wasn't for me. I found myself very bored. And the fact that they remixed Bald, when I, I thought it was over. And then I was like, we're still doing this. We, I didn't need to hear this a second time. But we'll Denzel get into a track by shit, track. Denzel Merc that shit, bro. Oh, yeah, the features. There aren't a lot of features on this, actually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Denzel Curry's on this. There's someone else called TK Maidza. Maidza. And Maidza. And Dat Piff Mafia. I don't know if that's like a cousin or a brother or an alter ego. It is a, he's a separate dude. Okay. Okay, so anyway, it sounds like I will be the one defending this album because I really like it. Mark, you actually said something that I thought was pretty insightful and it's happened to me, I think with both of Peggy's last two albums that this is really dense. There's a lot of different ideas being presented by Peggy here. And I think just giving ourselves a week to listen to it, I don't think is going to really do it justice. Because I know for myself, especially with, with Cornballs, it took me multiple listens. It took me a few weeks to really feel like I was kind of getting it. Like if you, even looking back to Igor and the density that Igor had, it took me a few listens to really get into it. So like, I don't, Milo, I have a feeling this is just, this is just not for you. And that, and that could be fine. Mark, I think, I think you are going to warm up to this in, in a few more. Cause we, on this podcast, we give ourselves a short turnaround like with just a week, this album I would still consider as fucking brand new, right? Um, but I do get your criticisms that there's, it starts out with like, not my favorite songs. Well, actually, actually, no, I can't even say <laughs> that. Cause I, I think uh, the synthesizers on trust, I think are really good. Dirty isn't my favorite. It's a little more, it's kind of just more normal rapping. But once we get to like Nemo and end credits, I feel like the creativity that Peggy always brings really fucking shines through. And and like you said, Milo, the features on this were really, really good in general. Like getting TK Maitza, her sung her sung part is really, really great on a what's that called? Ranking Dread, I think is I think is the name of that track. But that was really good. Obviously, the last few bald and the bald remix were actually singles that Peggy put out through 2020. And Mark, you also said the vibe was really different. And to me, the album kind of does end with that TK Mites track, just because Bald, I don't really associate with the album. Because I heard that shit like almost a full... It's almost been a year, I think. Almost a full year ago now. And I mean, Bald's a good-ass song. Like, you were right, that shit goes hard. But, But it's still hard for me to... Like, depending on how generous you want to be, how you want to look at it, if you want to include it in the album, but Bald's a banger. I think, Mark, I will say, I think this album is going to grow on you because this is this is really good. I think Peggy's really hitting his, like, peak creativity, in my opinion, and the music is really varied. But I guess we should start out right at the top with, uh, with this first song, Trust. Uh, going into it, like, when you say it's mellow, I hella feel you. When he's when he's like everything's great everything's cool everything's perfect everything's kosher just that's <laughs> that's not really peggy's normal bag but i think the way that he mixes in the synths on this track which there's a long instrumental passage maybe after he finishes his first verse that i think is just really really cool and i think peggy would just be a if he wanted to just be a producer i think he'd be one of the best in the game but I love the mellow, the mellow intro to this. It's a little not normal, Peggy. But what'd you think of this first track, Milo? So as an intro, I didn't think it was very strong. 
it was very mellow. And as far as like the, the substance of the track, it's, it's clear that it's not designed like to send a specific message or even may, even to really get you hype. It's just him saying pretty much the same little line over and over. And it has a nice, it has a nice little jump to it. And the, if you're the type of person who enjoys listening to just long instrumental tracks, then it's the instrumental that's going to sell this for you. Not, it's not the rapping or, or the, the lyricism. Mark. Yeah. So I thought this was a, like, like we've all kind of agreed so far. I thought this was a very slow intro where I was on cornballs and I'm going to be comparing this cornballs a lot. Just one, cause it was his previous full length and also they're very similar, but cornball started out with Jesus, forgive me. I'm a thought, which was a lot more energy and um a lot more fun whereas this which was just i would play this i was like huh this is not what i expected for the intro you know and yeah it was just it was slow to me it was it didn't have the energy that peggy usually brings um it didn't have like the like beautiful singing that sometimes he could really do and i don't know it just the, the beat didn't hit to me and like to me that was the best thing about cornballs lyricism i could forget i don't even know what the fuck he said on that album if i'm being honest but like uh his flows eh, they were cool his singing pretty damn good it was the instrumentals that were 100 what kept me going back to that album and on this song already i'm starting off with i mean i can't if i'm being honest i can't even really remember this instrumental like it was so non great to me I think it was the one after this too, or maybe it's Nemo, where the instrumental was so weird and like unappealing. I was just like, what is he doing? So yeah, I don't know. It just, just didn't, it definitely didn't work as an intro for me. Um, I definitely think he should have picked something else as an intro, but in general, I just felt like none of the things I loved about Peggy were on this song. So if you guys want to like take a jump, because I kind of agree that the first few songs come together the first one that like really fucking hit me though is is end credits yes and i had mentioned, yeah yeah i had mentioned this uh this earlier as i thought this would be the one that milo liked but end credits it starts out with like who i assume must be some fucking wwe wrestler and he has this like spoken word part where he's like if a man walks up to you and your car and says, give me your car, I'll fucking spill his blood all across the fucking pavement. Most Republican <laughs> intro. Peggy's a Republican. Peggy, Peggy would like, Peggy would like, Peggy hates Republicans, but he would also say he's Yeah, exactly. He yeah. hates Republicans, but he carries a gun everywhere. <laughs> <He's> like, yeah. <laughs> legally. Yeah. But this one is like the most stylistic, just like, shift gonna hit you in the face with these huge like almost arena rock guitars would be the best way i can say it and it sounds like he's going for like the closest thing i could really compare it to is an 80s an 80s rock vibe where peggy's finally back back on his kind of like dark skin manson shit when he's like and like a fit for a Joker, I need a Harley. Don Cali never been a carny, and you know me showing up out the Derby. Just like he's going in. Like if you want veteran Peggy, if you want the dark skinned Manson Peggy, this is the song that's going to do it to you. I wish it was a little longer because I think this song isn't like doesn't hit more than like three minutes, if I'm right. Yeah, it's a minute and like two minutes, minute fifty five seconds. Oh, so it's pretty quick. Oh, so it's even. So it's even longer. It's even shorter than that. And I think it works well for just like, if you're, if you thought the first part was too mellow, this is where Peggy's going to turn you back and say, no, I'm a, I'm a fucking weird. I'm a fucking weird dude who watches wrestling and will fucking kill you. If you come touch my car, I think the vibe is perfect. I love the guitars on this. If you, if you're really strict about, I don't like any kind of spoken word parts or any kind of filler in the album, I can see you find that annoying, especially on such a quick song. But I think this is just a huge energy shift that worked well for me, Mark. Yeah, this was the energy shift. This was because like the first three songs, I had to keep checking to see if we went to the next song because they all blended together, which I typically don't mind that. But when they sound not good, in my opinion, then it's a huge problem. 
But the first three songs kind of like blended together. But then all of a sudden I was just like, oh, wait, this is definitely a different song. And then I looked and it was in credits. I was like, okay, this goes hard. This is the, I literally wrote, this is the vibe I was looking for. This is the energy I expect from uh, Peggy. Um, and like you said, fit for a Joker, need a Harley, Don Collis, there would have been a Cardi. Like, like uh, just typical Peggy lyricism. Um, chorus, bitch, already seen on your life, and I only rap out of spite. Lost to the theme of my life after the theme and the hype. Like, I don't know, all that just it's very, this is all very Peggy to me, um, which I was very happy to see. <laughs> Milo, yeah, so this this wasn't my favorite song. Uh, we we already went over that, but it was this song is lightning, like, this is like a jolt to the system. I would imagine this is what, it, what it's like to. Somebody, if you like a superhero punched you and you flew and hit a transformer, just got well, that might sound like a bad thing. I'm trying to paint that as a good thing. Like, this song is good. You mean transformer like an electrical box? Yeah, like an electrical like an box. box. Yeah, no, an electrical box. You just get jolted okay. with like, <laughs> all this voltage, like all this voltage. This, I wish this had been longer. I actually wish this song had been yeah. longer. This, the electric guitar on this, that soundscape is crazy sick. And I, I wasn't too much feeling the, you know, Republican type of, you know, the, you know we're the freedom fighters, we're the lad, we're the sheep, um, you know, the wolves among the sheep, and all that. I wasn't really feeling that that much, but and then so the lyrics say like uh, what Mark was quoting, I think are a prime example of what I meant. Like it's like rage room type of rap. It's not specific or structured like Takeover or Takeover was Jay Z's diss track, right? Yeah, I wouldn't know. Like, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And, or, or something, whatever. Pick a diss track. It's not like specific and structured, like, you know, introduction. This is how you dissed me. Uh, you know, part two. This is what I'm going to do about that. It's just, I'm going to break bones. I'm going to flip stuff over. You can't mess with me. I'm the monster. I'm the king. That kind of that kind of stuff. And I think it works. I wish it, I just wish it wasn't only two minutes. I feel that. Mark, why don't you pick one? Uh, pick one you really yeah, like. Yeah. Um, so this isn't necessarily one I really like, but I do want to really talk about it. And this is Rebound featuring that Piff Mafia. So when this song first started, I was just like, eh. Like, it literally, it was just meh. So that's the first thing I put. I just kind of, in my notes, I write my thoughts as the song's going, not at the end. So at first I put meh. Then, oddly enough, it just really happens in songs, for at least for me, is the more the song went on, the more I started to like it. Like, a lot, actually. Um, so, Peggy first started, he had a, the first thing I noticed was Wave Cap got me feeling like Grob Dad, Grob Dad 3000, which is dope. But, um, and then I was listening, like, okay, he's going, he's going. And then his rapping started to get a little harder to me. It sounded like a little harder. And then when like that Pip Mafia came in also for that third verse and I was like, yo, like all of a sudden the energy that like, once again, I prefer melodic Peggy, but at least when he raps, he gives off energy, bro. Like he sounds angry. He sounds like he really, you know, is saying something. And on this song, the longer the song went on, I felt like the angrier he was getting and the more energy I was feeling from him. And look, there's five, look, I'm looking right now, there's five goddamn verses on the song. So like he kept like amping it, amping it, amping it, amping it, which made me like the song. So by the end of the song, I was like, man, this is actually a great song. But at the very start, I was like, this is weak. You know, once again, probably just because I wasn't a big fan of the production. But I thought his rapping actually kind of saved the song, in my opinion. Milo? That's fair. What stood out about the song was the rapping. Happened to whip and I did it again. Mm-hmm. Killed all his friends. Mm-hmm. All that. I really enjoyed that. It, it felt like, you know, somebody was taking punches. Mm-hmm. Just going in on somebody. As for the soundscape, wasn't very memorable. A lot of a lot of the soundscape of this sounds like a video game. Like you're it does, it does. <laughs> it's just so so weird. But yes, definitely the the rapping. It's not gonna be like so don't go into this thinking like, oh, I'm gonna listen to this and feel inspired by the lyrics. It's not it's not like that. It's just you're you're it's not even really vibing, because vibing is chill. Like when you're vibing, you got the windows down, you're driving alongside the beach. This is different. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe work out to this. Work out to this. I think that'll go on a jog or something. Alan? 
Well, when you guys say that, like, especially Mark, I know you prefer cornballs to veteran, yeah. right? This is a veteran. Is that, song. Is, that's why I was saying this, I prefer melody, but when he raps, I don't mind it though. <laughs> yeah. Cause if you, this is Peggy really on his veteran mm-hmm. shit where it's going to start out like the most experimental is in the beginning. And then he's going to get more into yelling, more into rapping as the song goes on. And that's, to me, that's kind of the calling card of veteran. But, but like you said, when he just like, he starts out at like zero and then eventually he's going to crank it up to a hundred. But I don't know. I think, I think this song really does go hard. Like niggas named after a baking soda, soda, but never touched no fucking yeah. coke in this city. Like, <laughs> I love that. If there was, that was a, a lie, lie. if there was a, like vibe is a weird way to put it, but maybe the vibe would be just like, like gangster murder vibe. If you can use vibe in that context, that's what it is. And that's what yeah. Peggy is like going for on, on like half his songs, in my opinion. And like, and I think it's cool that you prefer the more melodic, the more melodic side. And to me, that just speaks to his versatility that he could make a song like Thoughts Prayer and have that be a fucking really good, almost sung song on this album and then put it right near, right near this song here and have it just kind of like, these two, one hella abrasive, one really melodic song track, and have it all be in one album, I think I think shows how great of an artist he is. But I definitely understand that it's kind of a it's kind of jarring to go between like this the sing, the sung tracks and these like these really aggressive kind of like dirty rap songs that are really like loud and abrasive is kind of an interesting shock but to me it speaks to how good peggy is as an artist and i think that as we get more used to this album i think the flow is going to improve for you guys and real quick like he makes jarring transitions on purpose too like it'll be like a yeah bow, 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 boom you think you know me and then like some like other song it's out and then like yeah. all of a sudden the next track super mellow like like he's purposely trying to make sure you pay attention to this album you know um so yeah, like he's it's not even jarring on accident. Like it's purposely jarring. Like he's he's really out here doing this, you know. Yeah, I just want to say that real quick. Um, Milo, the next song, your fave. I want to hear you talk about it, Doug. <laughs> it's just if anytime you do the no music, uh, the no music cadence, no music, click 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 click, no music, click. click. I'm listening to whatever you have to say. It's just speak to me. You can speak nonsense. So I would. <laughs> I would listen to well, actually, like Young Thug's cool with me now. Who uh, Lil Yachty over over that that rhythm? But I would listen to a song. Let me the review. So we'll talk Lil Boat One. The original Lil Yachty mixtape <laughs> is fucking flames. Alan, remember we discovered him together because of that one. Well, we found, <laughs> oh, yeah, you showed me. We found him off the yeah. Fox video, dude. Yeah, it's like a classic review. No, no, no. Oh yeah, we should do it as a classic review because like. I mean, it's a SoundCloud classic at this point, 100%. And so I think Low Boat 1 is, we got to do that as a classic review at some point. Mark, there are other albums more than the fucking Low Boat 1. Low Boat 1 is fucking, fun. dude, the melodies. Dude, there's no way we could do it before a documentary <laughs> too, dude. Oh, Come no, on. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Like, real talk, real talk. We need to do documentary too soon. I actually would like to do Dog because I, I really yeah. do think that's the game's best album, and I think the game is one of the best top, easily top five West Coast rappers in the past decade. He's he's just hella. No one talks about no him because of the whole fifty yeah. beef or whatever. But like, I mean, Milo, you like trust me. After when we do review it, both Alan and I think Documentary Two is easily one of the best rap albums of the decade. Like easily by, by the game. We yeah I, by the game. Yeah, we Mark we like. That was like the album we were both like fucking pumping in 2015, but just like no one talks about it because that year fucking To Pimp Butterfly came out and then suddenly nothing from 2015 gets talked about. But But documentary two back in the day, we were fucking listening to that all I don't know if I've I don't know if I've heard better storytelling in an album, bro. Like like the game is a crazy good lyricist. The beat selection was amazing, the features were amazing, like the truck, it was just everything. And then he had a two-part, he had another bonus album that was just as fire. That was just as fucking good. Probably better. It was just a more gangster version. Bro, we'll review it soon, like probably before that year ends. We need to review it. 
but we'll get to it. We'll get to it later. We'll yeah. get to it later. <laughs> um, well, let me just close on OG with this. <laughs> this song is the only the only reason I like this song is because it's fun to me. The cadence is fun. The the lyricism is just typical braggadocia. You know, I'm the original rap gangster. That kind of I think that's what he said. You're the original rap gangster, or whatever. And you are the hip hop gangster. You are the hip hop gangster. Like that's I mean that's mad corny, but it it works. <laughs> and I liked it. And the way they EQ'd it too, it sounds somewhere between listening to it on a studio album, but actually being there. Like so you can like picture yourself in this huge group of people. Everybody's just rapping and clapping and having fun. That's what it did for me. But I, I feel like I have a feeling y'all didn't get that much enjoyment out of it. Maybe you didn't hate it, but you you weren't loving it. Mark? I'll go Alan first. Alan? Alan? <laughs> okay. I, what do you, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I, I'm the one who likes this album. I think this is, once again, Peggy showing off his versatility. This is just like, this is, he is sampling a song by Just Ice and DMX. And so being able to just, like, make it flow so well, I think, again, shows how good he is as a producer. I really like, I think... So this song ends with um, strong words there from JPEG Mafia. And I'm pretty sure that's Reggie Miller's voice that he just like had worked around to say it. Am I, you'll have to listen back, but it sounds like Reggie Miller calling a basketball game on it, which is like, this song is just like, when it's called OG, you know what you're getting. I don't have too much to say about it. This is Peggy in his old school rap bag. This is him taking old school rappers just like, and fucking taking it back. So if what you want from your album is versatility, I think OG is a great a great example of that, where if you just heard this one song out of context, you'd say, okay, JPEG Mafia is a pretty cool kind of like old school kind of rapper. But I think this album overall just like hits all these different, these different notes. And for someone like Milo, who really only likes old school sounds, like he can do that sound pretty well, right? Yeah, that was, that's the only song I was moving to. <laughs> yeah. So I and so I think Peggy as an artist, I think just shows like how when he wants to experiment and he wants to go into these different directions, it works. And not all of them work for me. Not all of them are going to work for you. But you know, for Milo, his old school track, it sounds fucking good, and I fucking agree, Mark. Yeah, dude. I thought this. Um... So most of the time, I just kind of start thinking, bro, Milo's fucking loving this stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally, that's a long time. I was like, bro, this fucking old school ass New York boom bap bullshit, bro. I was like, whatever, no. But I was like, um, yeah, it was okay. Like, I mean, it's not my style. So I really, I really, I really just did not have a lot to say about this. But I just knew Milo would like it. That's really it. Um, I don't really like the classic. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan, not a fan. Little boat, baby, little boat. <laughs> you said, uh, I think, it, he's like 30, right? 35, JPEG Mafia? I don't know if he's 35. He might be I know he's early 30s. 30. Yeah. Early 30s. 33, yeah. I just wonder what possessed him to put this on here. Because it really, it does really stick out. He was born in 89. So, he's 33-ish? 32? Yeah, I think Peggy as a person just doesn't want to be like, he doesn't want you to be able to say, oh, he's an artist who does experimental hip hop. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's an artist who does old school. Mm -hmm. Peggy, like, in my opinion, he wants to like, not be defined by those genres at mm -hmm. all. You know, so that's part of the reason, in my opinion, why his albums all like, are all so weird and why they all take so much time to grow on you. Because he's doing all these like, different things because the last thing peggy wants like he's an abrasive person if you ever see him on social media yeah he like he he doesn't like when you like pigeonhole him or you like say oh you kind of rap like this or he he really hates being defined in those boxes so for me it's kind of like his strength is his like need to be so different if that makes sense okay and for on this track it's like being different is making an old school rap song you know but if I could choose the next one, I want to go in a completely different, like opposite direction. One that I think Marky might have liked a little more, and that's Thoughts Prayer. <laughs> and that's you got it. And this one is just just straight singing, man. When 
<laughs> when like when I look back on this album, I'm gonna remember that chorus. My loneliness is killing me inside. I must confess, I still believe and try. Like it it's one thing for Peggy to be able to like to rap on that level of OG, but on this he's like he's flexing his singing bars really well. And it's kind of a continuation of cornballs in the sense that he he said. Jesus, forgive me for I am a thought. And still he's struggling with like the thoughts prayer and, and reckoning that he is indeed a thought. Um, I just, I love connecting, connect, like connecting that story back to, back to cornballs. And then how he's like, I don't have too much to say like narratively that's going on other than Peggy can fucking sing well. I love the connection that he's still that same old thought. And I don't know. Again, the versatility. Mark, what do you think about this one? Yeah, so I, okay. So when I first heard it, I was thinking, okay, this is like a not as good version of, not Jesus Forgive Me, I'm a Thought, but of, um, there was another song. What was it on Cornballs? Thought Something or Thought Tactics? I yeah. think it was Thought Tactics, maybe? No thought Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't that one. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> that one's called Basic Yeah, it was amazing. Gap. I love that. I fucking love that. But on this, I thought, at first I was like, eh, it's like a nice good version. But then I stopped trying to compare it. And as a more set of listen, I was like, yeah, I like this. Like, I, I thought it was good. I thought... Um, any, I don't know, anytime you have a song with the word dot in it, it's always a good song, just ironically. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought Thoughts Prayer was cool. I kind of like the title the most out of it. And once again, the whole like Jesus, thank you, Jesus, blah, blah, all this shit like that. Um, and the chorus, the chorus was my favorite part. Like you said, my loneliness, or what, my lo I can't fucking sing it, but whatever. The chorus was really good. Uh, I like that my loneliness is killing me inside. Um, it's just short, it's a pretty short song, but. Uh yeah yeah i like it though i like i like i really like I, i'm telling you i like his i like his melod melodic singing more than i do his rapping i think he's a pretty damn good rapper so that says a lot okay so i don't know if y'all just don't know or you're just refusing to acknowledge it but let's go ahead and give some credit to the person who did it better which was britney spears <laughs> So just yeah. go ahead and listen to hit me baby one more time <laughs> i don't know what this was i seriously when i turned this on and i'm like you so you basically just took made an interpolation or whatever of a rendition of hit me baby one more time and tried to act like you were doing something like no you said he's just a thought he's an intrusive thought alan and i can <laughs> kindly i will kindly skip this skip this song just go listen to the britney spears version but the but the 2000 pop, the two the covering 2000s pop is like something that he's he's done because he's he's done um, Call Me Maybe as one of his first singles from Wait, around the veteran. Did he, do, did he really? Oh, he did do that. I forgot. That's what was yeah, fire, too. Maybe. I do remember that. The Call Me Maybe cover is probably like it's fire, bro. And then, <laughs> and then he did Basic Bitch Tear Gas, which which also was really good. Um, probably you don't have to like like this one as much but i think that that's kind of one of peggy's like calling cards now is the 2000s like female pop artist but then like turning it into a weird like creepo song at the same time wasn't there um who, oh yeah what's his name jordan peele be doing that he takes like rap songs and then makes them for horror movies Yo, mm. I got five on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I started dying when I saw that on us, bro. I was weak. Quick <laughs> side note, sorry. Did y'all see Iman Trumper on Dancing with the Stars? Iman? <laughs> no, I didn't know. I didn't know no. Iman Shumper went You on gotta watch it. He got a perfect score. 40 out of 40, bro. He he did a dance with some dancer lady and they did like a dance rendition of us and like the suits and whatnot bro phenomenal like not even like for a basketball player just purely phenomenal bro you gotta watch it i can see i can see him actually being a pretty a pretty phenomenal good dancer. like yeah. him and her they did like it was, it was creepy but it was like dope as fuck you like after this watch on youtube that shit was wild bro Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, like I don't even know. I'm the old. Head. I didn't even know that show was still on. <laughs> yeah, bro, you gotta try that shit. That shit was wild, bro. 
Okay. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> no, we were just talking about how Jordan Peele should have produced this song. Mm. Do it. We should get a Peggy album that's executive produced by Jordan Peele. He just like leads the direction of it. That'd be hard as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know who Pe- you know who Peggy always hangs out with is Eric Andre. Really? I feel like that yeah, doesn't surprise me like, to be honest. Been, he's been on Eric Andre's show like multiple times. That doesn't stuff, fucking so surprise like, me. <laughs> which, when you think about it, you're like, wait, they're totally giving off. Yeah. The same <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that does not fucking surprise me, yo. Does anybody want to talk about damn, damn, damn? Going down, down, down. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what that long. It was just basically. It's like for a while, I thought the song hadn't started. I was just listening to, you know, and then I looked, and when the sound changed, I was like, oh, so we move on to the next song, and nope, the bar was just about two thirds of the way, and so I really. So if you're not feeling that instrumental, if if you decide to listen to the song, if you're not feeling that from the jump, then this is probably not going to work for you because it didn't when he came in it didn't save it for me so we already have you know i can actually yeah i was gonna say i can really see you not liking liking this as much because for me this part of the album does sort of blend together a lot i think when i'm looking back at the verse and i can kind of see like oh no i do remember where this happening i think the production was cool it was a little more chill but i really liked his verse too he's like He's Apro Thunder with these hands on your head, gonna be up some. On my head, be some bands. Gucci Mane, I think I love her. Danny Swain, I think I love her. Big nose in that pussy, feel like Andre Iguodala. Just like, oh my God. His verse two, I feel like it's underrated. And once we get like, listen to the album a little more, I think you'll start to like it. But I had kind of that same reaction, especially my first few times, that this part of the album is a little, it's like really fluid. It's, a little more chill and it's not like every song is coming at you with like a super memorable chorus which is why i think i have kind of a harder time like identifying this song in particular but i feel you it's not my favorite i do think it has highlights but again i am the like the massive peggy simp but mark what do you think straight trash written all over his face I feel like, Doesn't even I feel like he's not really he's not really digging it that same way. I mean, it's just it takes a lot to how can I put this? Like you're really banking on people liking that instrumental, especially on an album with yeah. such an experimental instrumental soundscape. So I don't know. Personally, I wouldn't do it. And then what you mentioned about uh, that's something I I failed to mention throughout this entire episode so far is that there are no really memorable. Hooks. Like I can remember places where he was kind of doing the same type of cadence or even like the intro where he was just repeating that same line over and over. But I mean, even on like OG, I kind of remembered the whole like you're the like you're the hip hop gangster. Yeah. And then thoughts, prayer. I don't remember the. Oh, no. Yeah, I do. What am I? I'm tripping. That was just the Britney Spears, the Britney Spears hug. Kissy face emoji. So- Did you like that? I actually, I actually did like kissy face emoji like a lot. What did you think? I thought it was. I like the melody of it. That that was it. Yeah. And especially. This is. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say this is one where, where this is kind of the the Peggy that I think Mark would be into a little more. He's, uh, he had kind of a thing he had to run off to take care of real quick, but I. To me, this is kind of where, if we made the comparison to cornballs. It would be that same like free the frail, really, really kind of like R and B inspired kind of track. But like I think the interlude on this is really sweet. Got the Glock going fast, going fast, going fast. I don't really have too much to say about it beyond that because I think a lot of the tracks that are more singing focused from Peggy are a little hard to like talk about and point out bars. I will just say I think Kissy Face Emoji is one of the better tracks in that style from him on this on this album. So I think that's a pretty good pick, Milo. No, I just, I just liked the way it sounded. It was a nice little break because this was difficult. This album was difficult for me to get through. So we're coming on song 12. Still got six more songs to go, but it was it wasn't so weird 
like the rest of the album that I've been listening to. And in fact, the song before it, Sick, Nervous, and Broke, his rapping on that was actually pretty good. And I liked the, you know, all my haters sick. I think he said sick, tired, nervous, and broke. And the actual, yeah. And the actual song. Was that I, a- I did like him. Oh, I was just going to say one of my favorite, one of my favorite lines off that one was caught for possession. I feel like Sarah McLaughlin, McLaughlin. And I, I don't know. I just think it's like, he has this weird, his like, what would I say? His, his similes are just hella funny to me where he thinks of Sarah McLaughlin as someone who's just like holding on to all these fucking animals that it's illegal. And, uh, at least that's that's how I fucking read, Wait, read it. the line again. Copper possession. I feel like Sarah McLaughlin. And so I guess you can read it like because you know her. She's the one who's saying yeah, in the arms in of the, the angels. Arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, they and it's always played on that like animal shelter commercial that makes you feel really guilty. Yeah, it's pretty. It's yeah, actually pretty impressive because okay, so he's playing on the sound Glocklin in addition to okay. I didn't catch yeah. that one on so, for, on the first listen. Yeah, and but I mean, but that's what I'm saying is that like I think Peggy is someone whose albums are worth like diving into hella deeply because I think they will reward you for that, you know, uh, with with those kind of bars. But this actually, I'll be honest, wasn't my favorite track on the album. To me, it kind of just like it did that thing that like man, maybe it'll on me as well with more time but to me this one kind of did blend together i can catch things like when he says sarah mclaughlin i knew that was going to be some kind of like funny ass bar in there uh, just because he whenever he makes something that's so obscure it usually is there uh, mark are you mm-hmm. back yet yeah did you did you like this song we're talking about sick nervous um, and broke yes i did broke i did i I really put i like this a bit more than the most of the album um Oh, nice. Let me go back to see exactly what For it was. For a five-minute song, it better be good. <laughs> Why on Genius? Oh, okay. Weird. It says tired, nervous, and broke. Then it says sick, nervous, and broke. That's weird. I'm yeah, in the, in the actual, when he raps it in the song, he says sick, tired, nervous, and broke. Oh, okay. Got it, got it. Um, she up in Brent, but she black as Ben Carson. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I like this. This was a, a good change of pace. And it was starting to kind of get more so the more vibe that I'll I'll dig from Peggy. Like this just kind of seemed like classic Peggy to me. So we're we gonna talk about the weakest song on this entire project. Ooh. <laughs> I'm curious what this is gonna be. <laughs> Are you happy? Uh, Trying to do uh, what's the what was that? What was that album that J Cole did? Uh, it's not TKD. It's K KOD. KOD. Trying to do that. Home. What is that, that that woman at the beginning? Like, the, your pain is something. Your, the symptoms of your pain will overwhelm you or whatever she was saying. That's It was giving that. She's, yeah. It, it's funny that you didn't that you didn't like this one as much because I, I actually would have assumed that this was one that you liked more because this is a topic that Peggy's kind of like hammered on for a while talking about like, about like, how his haters are all these people who are just on the internet who actually hate their lives, you know? And to me, this is, I'll be honest. I don't, this wasn't my favorite track on the album either, but to me, this is like, this is Peggy addressing his, like his neoliberal type critics that he's always arguing with that, that like come at him on Twitter saying like, how can you call your, how can you make a song called I might vote for Donald Trump? Mm -hmm. You bro, know, that song is and, hard though, bro. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, and it's not like, it's not like Peggy's actually a Republican. He like actually goes to BLM protests. He doesn't troll liberals, but, though. <laughs> yeah. But he, but you know, there are these like, these white liberals named T- Craig and Tim and Stephanie who get kind of mad at his, at his vibe. But I don't know. Much like Kendrick was saying off um, off those baby Keem tracks, he kind of hates when like when white liberal allies kind of come at him. And for me, this is his track saying like, no, you know, you you hearing my songs, my song called Black Ben Carson, my song called I Might Vote for Donald Trump, like and you getting triggered. That's you not being happy with your life. So for me, the point of the song isn't to be like the most hype track. It's 
this is Peggy directly addressing those people who, if you ever look at his Twitter feed, he gets in a lot of beef. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Not my favorite either. Mark, what do you oh, think? This, real fast, this yeah. is the one with, like, at the end of the song, there was, like, that spoken, not a spoken word, but it was a spoken part. If I'm not mistaken. It ends in, it ends in, in Spanish, apparently. Yeah, he said en, encuentra, yeah. encuentra fuerza and whatever. But... There's, yeah, so there's a spoken little excerpt at the end of this. But Mark, you were saying? So I was saying that uh, my note actually for this song was I feel like this is the worst version of Corn Bowls. And I was thinking in general for the whole album at this point, but uh, this song is really what made me put it there. Because I think I could tell the experimentation is there. Like it, he's not he's not coming more normal. He's still experimenting and probably even more so. But it just seemed like this was just in the wrong direction, man. It just felt like a lower version of it. Um, and yeah, I just felt weak. It felt almost uninspired, I guess. Like, I don't know. It just, it just, it just felt weak to me. It just felt really weak. It felt like he, it almost felt to me as if he was trying to do what he did with Cornballs without having the same inspiration that inspired him to do it. That's what this song felt like to me. It seemed like trying to make a copy of something else rather than just kind of like moving on to something new or whatever, or like redoing it like in a more authentic way. Mm. But yeah, just in a word. See, I, I understand what you're, I understand what you're saying, but for me, this is just like an ongoing narrative with Peggy. Like the battle with his critics mm. is something that he, every single album is going to get into. Mm. And to me, this is like his most, his most like direct one. It's like most direct time by far. Mm. Bone, he's because he's coming out like, like all my hate comes from weak ass men with their weak ass hoes and their weak ass <laughs> friends. I come with the truth. I make them go, bitch. I'm baiting these incels to meet with the clips. Like when you actually think about that, those bars fucking go hard. But they are kind of when you know Peggy's backstory, it is kind of him just like talking about Twitter beef. So definitely not my favorite either. Good fingers turn to Twitter fingers. <laughs> Lyrically, I like it. I'm like, lyrically, I'm used to this on all of his music. He's constantly talking about his haters and shit like that. And like, I was a huge fan of uh, I Might Vote for Donald Trump. Um, by far, the best line of that whole song is when he says, uh, uh, Brain dead on my birthday. I might vote for that nigga twice. Like, <laughs> I don't know, something about the idea of just like, fuck it all. The whole world's fucked. The country's fucked. I'm going to get high as fuck on my birthday and vote for Donald Trump twice. Like, like it's just kind of like, like everything's kind of like, like, fuck you all type shit. Like, you guys brought, you guys, you guys are the ones brought us, who brought us Donald Trump. So you're going to get Donald Trump. You know, it was kind of that vibe. But anywho. You're going to vote for him twice. <laughs> you're not going to rig the election. <laughs> but also, isn't he, wait, isn't he referencing, wait, what is the, well, he's referencing that Jordan Peele movie, right? When that white guy... I would have voted for Obama a third time. I would have voted for Obama a third time, yeah. <laughs> right old sport. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, I just wanted to do the the KO, whatever it is, KOD. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, life can bring much pain. There are many ways to deal with this pain. Choose wisely. But it's done in this really, like, mystic voice by this woman. All they needed was an English accent, and it would have been even that much more pretentious but i like how english accents just like are pretentious now <laughs> that's, just, that's funny yeah i can do english okay. so bad bro <laughs> i think oh man i forgot to ask mark there was an album we reviewed recently where there was an english there was a feature with an english accent and i forgot to ask him if he liked the feature what album was it do you remember i wish i no i can't remember i wish i had um at the time but what uh you were about to give us another song alan Okay, so to me, like, the last song that I hadn't heard on this album, up until, like, the album was dropped, obviously, The Ghost of Ranking Dread featuring TK Maitza. And I really, Mark, I really hope this is one that you fuck with, because this is, in my opinion, like, this is Peggy doing a legit duet with a, like, fantastic singer. I think he's really flexing his, like, his vocal singing chops on this one. It's, I mean, when you get to it on the album, you'll never... Like, it, it'll feel like the last song, if that makes sense. But this is Peggy. It is, like, right? Cutie Pie, Bald, and Bald Remix are all previously released, right? Yeah, those are all singles from last year. So I kind of like to think 
I kind of like to like think of this as the last track on the album, but do you guys remember we reviewed, um, like we did a, like a quick ending review of Folklore by Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. And there was that great song on that album called Exiles featuring Bon Iver, which is like a duet where they both like sing the chorus and then he has his own verse. This reminds me a lot, like this reminds me the most of that song, um, Exiles from Taylor Swift, where like you have, like in Peggy's case, a normal male singer bringing in like a really talented female singer and they both can like, can just mesh so well. I think, I think that's a perfect, that's a perfect description of what's happening here. And it's like TK does a great job on like on her part. I think Peggy, like what he's singing about makes me think of freedom. Like, like when he's coming out with track with, with like talking about beating a sentence and that everyone else wants attention. And he says with this thought shit, I'm Eddie, I'm Eddie Hendrix. Wait, no, that, and then says, wait, Kendrick's man. So for me, like, this is Peggy just like accepting himself as the thought. This is him kind of like letting himself go free. I think it's a great way to close the album. Unfortunately, it's not the closer of the album if you're listening to it on the, uh, the online version. I think this song is beautiful. I think this is up there with Free the Frail off of Cornballs in terms of like being a great sung track. And like I said, every every feature on this album is good. TK is singing. Fantastic. Mark, what do you think? I was not a fan. Yeah, I listened to this song. Um, I didn't think the singing was bad. The singing was fine. It just... I don't know. It just didn't click for me. Like, what's weird about, I don't know. I feel like this one actually didn't have the kind of like weirdness I was looking for, if I remember correctly. Um, it was good singing. It was cool. So it was, it was fine, but like nothing about what I like about Peggy, like brought me to this song. Like the instrumental didn't grab me. And like for him, the instrumentals have to grab me. Um, I mean, he's good in himself, but like it's really what he does on the production side that I find more impressive. And for this, the the instrumental just did not grab me. So yeah, I thought this was okay. The feature did good singing, but other it just yeah, just didn't do a lot for me. Milo said the instrumental didn't grab you. Did it push you? I hate this nigga. <laughs> This would have been better to experience earlier because when Alan said, you can consider this the last song, I'd like to consider this the last song, is I think what he said, I would have too because I was really tuning out by the end of this and her vocals are great. They're, they're very good, Alan. And I was getting sleepy and tired by the end of this. So having this beautiful voice from this very talented singer come over it was kind of like the, like a siren singing and pulling me into the water <laughs> like if he put this earlier on in the album i would have appreciated it more but coming at the tail end like this and i'm already getting like tired of this sound i i wasn't that keyed into it so it's not bad it's just uh, maybe the placement was if you heard this song out of context like out of the context of the album i feel like someone would enjoy this and that's a criticism that I feel like when I say, give this album time to grow on you, I think you'll you'll come to appreciate it more. If you can like fuck with the song already, but just like it comes at the end of this like long ass kind of like really abrasive album, I think in my opinion, it'll grow on you, but that's just my guess. So I'm glad you liked it though. Um, if we want to close, I really like Bald and I really fucking like Cutie Pie. Uh, both those are fucking bangers, but I don't want to get into too much detail because if you are someone who's followed Peggy, you've already heard these tracks. I will say I prefer, like, I'm a Denzel stan as well, so I like the Denzel Curry ball remix. You went that hard. I was listening, like, when I heard it again, I was like, I remember liking Bald more, but now the Bald remix, like, Denzel went ham in that. Mm -hmm. Like, nasty. I mean, I'm Oscar Mayer. Like, did you like the singles? <laughs> Wait, what? Milo? Yeah, he said he went ham. Maybe like Oscar <laughs> Mayer. <laughs> Prepackaged ah. ham. This is not. 
<laughs> I wasn't feeling it, especially. And once again, maybe it could have been, I haven't heard these singles at all, by the way. So it could have been just the fact it was at the end of the album because all I remember when I was experiencing it was like, I just want this to be over. I just want it to be done. I, it wasn't really like the music I thought was like super corny or the bars like, oh my, who says that? It was just, I needed it to be done. <laughs> and then for him, them to like do it and then come back and like, oh, it's like with girls, girls, girls part two. I was like, wow, we didn't need a part two to this. <laughs> we could have just said. Girls, girls, girls. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was fire. You tripping, dog. I thought Bald and Baldwin were both fire. Cutie Pie's fire. Like, it's... Yeah, I mean, I think that's almost made it, made it worse for me. If that if this album just ended, it'd be different. But the fact that he ended it with, like, previous, earlier, and better songs to me was, like, even more cemented that, damn, this album was a failure. Because as soon as Bald came on, and I was just like, hey! And I was just hype, bro. And I was having all the fun. And I was just like, damn, like... like I don't know. But once again... I, I don't remember liking cornballs off top and I rem- and now it's one of my favorites. So I will hundred percent have to give this a, some more listens. And if I am liking it, hungry hip hop fans, I'm going to go on the Twitter and like, y'all know, I'll make sure y'all know that like, if it grows on me, but like, I just, well, I remember, I remember we were, uh, we were in sack, dude. That time I came visit you mm-hmm. in sack. And then I put on, I forget which, which track I put on, but then you're like, okay, this is actually mm-hmm. like pretty good. But then we, but then we fucking got a joint out and we like continue listening to it. And you're like, all right, this, this album is fucking the real deal. Like, yep. That sounds right. That sounds like, I don't even remember, but that sounds accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so I would, like I said, to wrap things up, I suggest you listen to this album. I think Peggy is once again in his bag on this, but it does ask a lot of the listener. So I can understand not liking it for sure. Any closing thoughts, guys? Or do we want to do we want to plug this song to the spice meter? Let's do it. Let's just go ahead. I'm gonna start. All right, just, I'm gonna start with this is not spicy to me. I'm sorry. It's not even it's not even kind of spicy. Solely like this. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it's not spicy. It's not spicy to me because I think he's doing a worse version of something he's done previously. It'd be different if this was something completely different. I just but but the fact that I, I can only compare it to corn balls because that's all I think about because it's so similar but just worse. <laughs> so yeah. But there were good songs on it, but not enough to get it kind of spicy. Milo. Not spicy. This is nope. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is spicy. <laughs> I think this is a ghost pepper that what? as you that is gonna get spicy that you're like, oh, this isn't that spicy when you first bite into it. But as you kind of like walk around a little bit, it's gonna like slowly start getting hotter and hotter. I think this is one that's gonna that's gonna have that. So for me, this is a spicy. But let's throw on a, a couple tracks from the album. I'm so excited. So I'm picking off tops. My two are um in credits and mm, in credits and rebound mm. milo what are you thinking i'd like to do in credits and sick nervous and broke I did like to, uh, okay so in my opinion we will for sure put end credits on there because that's one of my favorites from my first early listening with this uh, neither of those are are my favorite though. So you guys you really don't like thoughts prayer, huh? It didn't work. No, it did not work for me, bro. I'm sorry, dog. <laughs> I'm sorry, dog. <laughs> uh, get out of here. All right, Mark. What what was the other one that you? I uh, thought it was rebound. 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 Rebounded. Then Milo. What's the other one that you picked? Sick, nervous, and broke. All right, I'm going to go with Rebound then. I can change mine over to Rebound. Hey. So we'll throw on end credits. We'll throw on Rebound onto the onto the album appetizers playlist. But we actually have kind of a kind of another treat for you coming hey, next week hey, that I think you'll hey, like. Hey, Mark, why don't you let them know? So next week we will be doing 
it's actually our second time doing this now, but we will be doing a review of an earlier Mac Miller project. Last time we did a review of his unreleased leaked album, Balloonerism, that was supposed to come out around 2013-ish, 2013, 2014-ish. Um, and as we saw, like it was a little rough around the edges, definitely wasn't ready for release, but had some potential in places. This time we will be doing Mac Miller's album Faces, which did get or technically mixtape, but it did get released um, summer 2014, which was a little after Balloonerism was supposed to be originally be released. And even some of the same songs, a couple, only like one or two from Balloonerism are on Faces. But in my opinion, Faces is Mac Miller's best project. I am incredibly excited to review it. It is my favorite at Mac Miller. It is balloonerism. If balloonerism was better well-crafted, um, my opinion. And so I am so excited to see it or to listen to it with you guys and to review it and to talk about it. And I'm just stoked. And the reason we're doing it is because, like I said, it was a mixtape. But recently, I guess they cleared everything they needed to and they were able to now release it on uh, streaming platforms. So it just got released on streaming platforms, even though the album's from 2014. And so I'm so excited and I'm just stoked to review it, y'all. Seven years right. ago, y'all. <laughs> Seven years. Holy shit, I feel old, bro. I remember that was my first break from college, bro. It was the first summer after APU fucking listening to... That album. Yeah. My first after my first year at APU was when that album came Dang. out. He's gonna put you right, university not, out there let's like not that. Like 